Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lob one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkapoli. Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Caught ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashan Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Fox went in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And then a cannon Cannon. Fire them. Keep on firing. Keep on firing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 239. It is the midweek mailbag edition of the show. Welcome back. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Fresh off of his viewing of that uh, fancy new Spider-Man movie. How was that? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh... Yeah, if you if you're if you're a Spider-Man fan or just a really a, a superhero movie fan in, in general, uh definitely go see it. It was uh it was really good. I know the movie's been out for like a couple weeks at this point and spoilers or, you know, it, it is what it is. People aren't going to be too upset. We're not going to spoil anything on this no. show cuz I'm not going to be that guy. But um if you haven't seen it, definitely make sure you do because the internet gives less of a damn every single day whether you have seen it or not so make sure you can see it uh it is well worth the price of admission but we've got some bucks news to talk about believe it or not it has been a jam-packed week between uh head coaching rumors regarding our offensive and defensive coordinators which we have respective videos out over on our youtube channel uh, on top of everybody being put on the COVID list this week it seems like that is the biggest storyline of all now, uh, we will get to the title topic of this episode as well. Wide receiver Mike Evans and his 1,000-yard streak may be in jeopardy over the last two games of the season. Uh, what topic do you want to talk about first as we kind of you know unpack this thing? Yeah, I think we just uh, discussed the the COVID thing first. It's the probably the, the biggest thing and also goes hand-in-hand with Mike Evans as well. So um, it all started with the Panthers uh, having some COVID issues of their own. I believe they put about 14 players on the list or so. Um, and then the Bucks, who just played the Panthers, have also had some issues, not quite to the extent of that so far. Um, you know, it's only Wednesday, so more can be added. But, you know, right now, as far as we know, there's only a few. So um, there's, there's some big names, uh, including Mike Evans. But, um, you know, there's also some different rules and stuff that, uh, that are in place now that weren't in place even last week. So could potentially mean that those guys could be good to go uh, for Sunday's game. Yeah. And just going over the names on the list here, starting cornerback, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting also on the list as well. Wide receiver, Mike Evans, who we had recently mentioned um, coach Kevin Garver, who, if you guys actually watched, I think he was in our offensive coordinator video is, you know, one of the pretty important coaches on this offensive staff. So, uh, it seems like it started with him. He was the first real positive that we heard about, and then it's just been an, avala uh, an avalanche effect ever since then. But 
no doubt the biggest name on this list, and this will kind of be our first topic we uh, you know discuss here, head coach Bruce Arians tested positive for COVID-19 this week. It has been reported that he is isolating at home. His symptoms are very mild, which is obviously a great thing to hear because Bruce Arians, we know he's had his health issues in the past. He is an mm -hmm. older coach in the NFL. So to hear that he is doing good is obviously great news. But this also begs the question in itself, are the Bucks going to be playing the New York Jets this week without Bruce Arians on the field? And if that's the case, then uh, Harold Goodwin will step up and be the interim head coach. But uh, what do you think is going on with B.A. this week? Should he be back for the game or, you know, will it be a tough test for this coaching staff this week? You know, it's tough to answer because we just don't know, you know how mild are his symptoms uh, because the, the new rule. So let's just get this out of the way. The only reason he would have any chance to play now or play or coach is because of the brand new rule that not only the NFL has put in place, but now the CDC has put in place for the entire country, which is, I believe, if you test positive, you don't have to quarantine for 10 days anymore. It's now five days. It's a big difference, especially in the NFL. So that would mean that if that's true and you're asymptomatic, the NFL put the rule in place where if you're asymptomatic, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, even though the belief is that, uh, I believe 100% of the Bucks are on, uh, or are vaccinated. Um, so the rule is basically you have to be asymptomatic. So if Arians isn't asymptomatic, maybe he's not good to go. But the 10 to 5 day thing would allow Mike Evans, would allow Jamel Dean, would allow Sean Murphy Bunting, and even Kevin Garver uh, to return to the team by Sunday if if they're not showing any symptoms. Um regardless of if they test the positive or not. So that, that's a big development there. And, and that, you know, the NFL has put that rule in place and that's going to be the rule for the, the rest of the season. So, I mean, it, you could potentially see all of them on Sunday, but there's also the potential that you could see none of them. So uh, if Bruce Arians can't go, yes, Harold Goodwin will be the, the head coach, um, the acting head coach. And I mean, the, the Saints just did this with, you know, with Dennis Allen uh, being the, the Saints head coach in Tampa is Trump Payton tested positive. So, I mean, it's not the first time a, a team has had to do this. Um, and, you know, it's just, Coaches, I don't think they matter as much as players. Obviously, the big thing here is that they, you know, the, the Bucks have Byron Leftwich and they have Todd Bowles. Um, th that's the, the biggest difference. I, I, a lot of people asked, wonder, were kind of wondering why Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles weren't made the acting head coach, you know, which is Bruce Arians being out. Well, Harold Goodwin is the assistant head coach right now. So he's technically second. Right. He technically is second. Um, and I, I think Bruce Arians kind of wanted Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich to focus on offense and defense. Don't don't focus on handling the entire team. Keep focusing on your units and let Harold Goodwin do the job. So I think that's why there still is a chance you could see him. There still is a, a chance you could see Bruce Arians and everybody else because of these new rules. But it definitely puts it in some doubt. And, and now the hope is that. You know, from now, we're recording this on Wednesday, from now until Sunday that you don't have any more. Well, in the updated rules, too, you know, just to stress how much of a big deal this is, the ruling came from the CDC, who has kind of dictated how this whole thing has gone over the past two years. Uh, this didn't come from the NFL or the NFLPA or anything like that. This came directly from the people who have been advising us on what might be our best interest over the past year and a half addressing this pandemic. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a huge change. And this is something that, you know, if people have paid attention to what's been happening around the NFL the last couple of weeks, not only have the number of positive tests gone up 
tremendously. Like I think in two weeks, they trumped the entire number of positive tests they had from the 2020 season. And players are speaking out, especially these guys who are vaccinated, who are asymptomatic, who are not feeling any symptoms after five days, but still having to kind of, you know, walk around that fine line of what the CDC decides the rules are going to be. And in some cases, games are getting canceled, games are getting moved. And then that's when, you know, a team schedule is put in jeopardy. And that's why this has been such a big deal. But hopefully with the new CDC ruling about the five-day quarantine period, it should help some of these teams try and get their guys back as quickly as possible. And for the Bucks, I'm trying to look at this in, in the most positive light that I can. But when you are dealing with a pandemic like this, because it still is happening, you know, I guess we should just be grateful that it's happening at this time in the season, right? The, the division's already clinched up. Bucks have got themselves a playoff spot. You've got the New York Jets, <laughs> yeah. and you've got the Carolina Panthers on your schedule who you just beat 32-6. to six. So, I mean, you know, obviously you wish that everybody can be healthy and get back ready to go playing football, but also got to kind of be glad that, you know, it happens this late in the season. I think the Bucks as an organization have really done a pretty good job of avoiding this thing over the past two seasons because this is probably the biggest outbreak they've had since all of this started almost two years ago. Hey, quick ad break, but uh, let me tell you about our guys over at betonline.ag, one of our main sponsors of the podcast for over a year at this point. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or a mobile website they have to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's bleav five zero to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and a proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Bruce Arian said multiple times last year, whoever beats COVID is going to win the Super Bowl. And guess what? The Bucks, I believe what they have, um, like three positive tests all year last year. Um, now, I mean, COVID has been a bigger issue this year than it was last year, I will say. Um, but, I mean, really, the biggest impact they had was what? Not having Devin White for that first playoff game. Like, like that was really it. I mean, they didn't have Shaq Barrett and Devin White for the Week 17 game, but everything was pretty much wrapped up by then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you definitely – you want everybody to be healthy. Uh, that's that's the most important thing. But, but like you said, the good news is that you already have the division clinched. Yes, there's still a seating on the line, but you're also playing the Jets and Panthers. You should be able to beat those teams – you know, with the, the talent that you have, as long as Tom Brady and most of the, uh, the offensive line and some uh, most of like Vita Vea, Carlton Davis, Devin White, as long as those guys are still in place, you should be able to beat these teams as long as you have your core players uh, in place. So obviously losing Mike Evans, you know, and not having him this Sunday, if he's not there, would suck. Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting would definitely suck. But I mean, the books have, I mean, they barely played this season with a healthy secondary. So, I mean, they're used to it by now. Um, Let's Tony talk. brings up Go real quick. I just wanted to bring this up. Tony brings up the, the weather um, in the chat and said, 
the Bucks coach realized the chunk plays may not happen. It's okay to dink and dunk down the field. Well, the Bucks have been doing it a lot recently. Just look at the Atlanta game. That's all I have to say there. Just watch that game. Watch the Giants game. They didn't really push the ball down the field. So the narrative that they, they just pushed the ball down the field is just wrong. Um, but the weather is also pretty favorable for what's going to be January 2nd. Um, it's uh, in East Rutherford. It is supposed to be 54 degrees and a 50% chance of rain. That's pretty favorable. Um, that's on Sunday. Monday, it's supposed to be 34 degrees. So the, the Bucks really catch a break with the, with the weather. While it may be a little bit rainy, um, the, the, the temperature won't really be that much of an issue. Yeah, I'm sure you'd rather have that rain coming down at 50-something degrees than 50% chance of rain and freezing temperatures. And then, boom, all of a sudden you got a snow game on your hands in New York, which, of course, we know Tom Brady can handle. But with any football team this late in the season – I mean, really think about it for most, well, for most, for every single player in the NFL up until this point, this is usually the last week of the regular season. Like this Mm -hmm. is usually the last game of the year. You can really start to get your postseason schedule rolling. If that's, you know, if you are going to the postseason teams who know they're going home or going home, but yeah, you've got one more game after this and we'll see how much of a toll that's going to take on these players over the next couple of weeks. But the blessing of a sunshiny slash 50% chance of rain day in the fifties up in New York. That's exactly what you like to hear. But let's talk about a wide receiver for this team that we had mentioned. I mean, the guy is literally the title of today's episode. It's been long enough. Mike Evans, big number 13. So Mike Evans left the game against Carolina. Actually, he didn't even play against Carolina last week. I'm sorry. He left the game against New Orleans with an injury, uh, and it was a hamstring injury. So he seemed like they probably could have rushed him back for Carolina, but really didn't. And I think it's, you know, in their best interest that they didn't. Um, But the question then becomes this. He was put on the COVID reserve list earlier this week, but he's also dealing with a hamstring injury. So... I feel like, you know, the thousand yard streak to Mike Evans is a big deal at this point. If he gets his thousand yards this season, I think he'll be the only wide receiver in NFL history to have eight straight thousand yard seasons to start their career. That's a pretty damn big deal. But if you're Mike Evans, who's dealing with a hamstring injury and also on the COVID list, I think he should be fine coming off of the COVID list this week. So that's less of the conversation more than it is the hamstring, right? This is a guy who's a big, tall, physical receiver has a history with hamstring injuries. How easy are the Bucks going to want to take it on him these next two weeks? Are they going to want to get him out there so he can get that record? Like, you know it's a big deal to Mike Evans, but how big of a deal is it to everybody else? Because I think a lot of people can say, yeah, this Bucks team can win these next two games without Mike Evans. Let's make sure he's 100% ready for the playoffs. But Mike only has 99 yards to go to get 1,000 yards on the season. So, like, he can get that in a quarter and then probably sit the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, he needs a. Yeah, he, he actually needs a just over a hundred. It's a oh, hundred and one yards. Hundred and one um, yards. My bad. So, you know, you talk about. I know that the Bucks want Mike Evans to play and get that record. Like they do. Like the, the coaching staff. Like they do. Tom Brady does. Like, but you have to do what's in the best interest of your football team at the end of the day. Um, and if you feel, I mean, now Mike Evans isn't going to practice all week, right? And he has that hamstring injury. Now, even if he is cleared from the COVID list in time to play, is he going to play? You don't really know what type of shape he's going to be in. So it's a tough call. Um, it, it is a tough call. 
I do think like, you know, if they needed that game versus Carolina, if like that was a, you know, like Carolina was neck and neck with them and record wise, and that was for first place in the division. You know, I think Mike Evans could have played maybe in a limited capacity, um, but yeah, they didn't rush him. And I, I think they would have played him this week. Now I'm not sure. Uh, I do think he'll appear in a regular season because I, they're going to try to, to get him. Um, they're they're going to try to get him the, the thousand. Like I just, I firmly believe they're going to try. So I think you'll see him again. I just don't know if it'll be Sunday. Now. I think if he wasn't pulling the COVID list, you would have seen him. Um, but you know, I, I do think you'll see him in Tampa uh, versus Carolina. And I think they're going to try to force the ball to him early and often and, and see, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it, it would suck for him to, to, um, to not be able to get this, not only because of the hamstring, but also because of being on the COVID list, just like Ronald Jones last year, not getting a thousand yards because he was on the COVID list and got injury. Um, so yeah, it, it would suck, but I do think they're going to make, you know, and, and Mike Evans will make every effort they can um, while also considering the long-term effects, because it's not worth it. If he goes down for an entire playoff run, just to get a thousand yards, uh, I think they will both, consider that when deciding whether he's going to play or not so not to say that mike evans is held in a higher regard than anybody else i'm about to mention but while we are on the topic of resting players to get people ready to go for the playoffs there has been a little bit of media noise it just kind of depends on where you look i've noticed it's it's much more uh what's a nice word to, to describe it as casual media outlets. You know what I'm talking about? Like the heavy.com when they report about the Buccaneers, they usually never know what the hell they're talking about. But I have seen a couple of people pick this story up this week, resting players, um, resting. Even Tom Brady has, has been brought into the discussion for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just wanting to make sure everybody's good to go for the playoffs. This is a team that already has had terrible luck with injuries this year. Thank God it wasn't any worse than it was, but like how big of a deal is it? to have you know Tom Brady out there against the Jets or even against the Panthers because I know you want to sweep and I think the important thing to remember here is that the Buccaneers as long as they keep winning out they can still affect their playoff seeding because I think right now as of this recording they are sitting at the four seed mm -hmm. but you know if things fall into place they could get the two seed they mm -hmm. still could wiggle their way up to the three seed so that's going to be important but like is it a priority to rest these guys or is that just kind of hearsay by people who don't really know what they're talking about? It's, it's a priority. If you go out and lose this game to the jets, um, which yeah, if you do, you have bigger issues speaking, but I will, I will say, I mean, the Texans just beat the chargers, right? Like it, it happens. Um, the, the jets beat the Titans. Like it, you know, it, it happens, but uh, you know, if, if you do go out and lose, uh, you, you're going to be, you're going to be locked into um you're going to be locked into the four seed essentially because I mean, then you would need a lot of help, right? You would need a lot of help. And um, I just, I, I don't know if it would be worth it then. However, in the most likely event that you do not lose right to the jets. Uh, yeah. You, while you'll need outside help to, to move up. Yes. You, you will still have seating on the line potentially in that last game. And that's a game that you'll need to win. So, you know, maybe, if you're up big, maybe in the third quarter, you do pull some starters. If you're up, you know, 25 points, you know, if, if you're up, if you're up there, um, you know, maybe, but 
I, I don't know if you're going to be going into the game with Blaine Gabbert as a starting quarterback. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, just, I don't really think that's smart. Seems um, like a perfect case scenario for me is like, yeah, you're up by 25 in the second half. You can start to pull some guys. Brady's day is done. Hey, let's leave Mike Evans out on the field so Blaine Gabbert can hit him for that <laughs> thousand yard connection. And then he can just miss the game against the Panthers like that. It, that's a perfect scenario in my mind. But uh, again, everything has to factor into that. Yeah, I just um, I um, I, I wonder um, I've been wondering this late in the season if they were ever going to activate Kyle Trask um, to maybe get him some time if if it's necessary to instead of throwing Blaine Gabbert out there, just throw Kyle Trask out there. Um, they haven't done it yet, and I don't know if they will. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the, the tough thing is that the Bucks don't control where they are right now. Like they, they don't entirely control the Bucks can win out and still be the four seed. Like it doesn't matter um, because now they, they have to have the Rams lose one game. If the Rams, you know, the Rams had the Ravens this week, which Lamar Jackson returned to practice. So it looks like he might be able to play. Um, they have the Ravens and then they have the 49ers. So really uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. If they're going to lose either one of those games, they're both tough games, but you know, the Rams are a good team. Uh, the, the Bucks need the Rams to lose one of them, and the Bucks need to win both. If that happens, the Bucks are the two seed. I, I keep you know, everybody keeps bringing up, well, why is Dallas in front of them now? Because in a in a tiebreaker, like it, it doesn't matter what Dallas does, is in, in a head to head tiebreaker, all it matters is who beat who in the regular season. The Bucks beat the Cowboys, so the Bucks would beat out Dallas for the two seed right now. The Cowboys, the Rams, and the Bucks all have the same record. So it's a three-way tie. In a three-way tie, head-to-head matchups don't matter. Like they don't matter. Um, now, in the event that the Cowboys lose a game and the Rams and Bucks win out, I believe the Bucks would be the three seed instead. So the Bucks do have some room to move up. I mean, they can literally, technically, they could still be the one seed, but that would be nearly impossible, I think. Um but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more on the line. I, I don't believe they'll be resting any starters, at least to start the game versus, you know, um, versus uh, Carolina, at least to start the game. Like I said, depending on how that game goes, maybe you pull them a little bit earlier than you normally would. But as far as resting starters to go into the game, I don't believe so. No, I 100% agree. I don't think it's in uh, the mindset of every or anybody on this coaching staff or any of the players in that locker room thinking, ah, well, you know, we – we locked up our playoff spot. Let me go ahead and take it easy this next game because it doesn't matter. Nobody nobody thinks like that. Um, you play to win the game. Just a great quote. Really quickly, as we talk about some of the opponents left for the Buccaneers, well, not for the Bucs, but for the other teams in the NFC who are trying to get a top playoff spot, our buddy Pat brings it up. The Rams not only have the Ravens. We talked about Lamar Jackson actually being cleared today and should be back this week. But they do have the 49ers, and and this is worth mentioning. Um, For some reason, the 49ers just do not lose football games to the L.A. Rams. I don't know what it is. doesn't matter what Sean McVay has got going on that season. The Rams will will sputter against San Francisco, and hopefully that can happen here in the last two weeks of the season, I'm thinking. At least one of those two teams, right? I mean – realistically when you're the rams like it when you compare this schedule to the bucks per se you know you still have the saints and you still have the ravens i guess i guess we'll just say the ravens or that other team but that's two pretty tough matchups for a team that you know doesn't usually play well against that specific division opponent yeah i mean it's just like the yeah it's just like the saints and bucks really it's it's it really is <laughs> 
Um, it's crazy how that works, right? I, I believe uh, the 49ers have beaten the Rams. I'm looking here at the last four times that they've played them. So, um, yeah, it has not been con- – actually, no, last five times that they've played them. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, the Rams haven't beaten the 49ers in quite some time. Um, yeah, so it's 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 very weird just how how certain teams match up. You know, it's just it, it happens. Yeah, certain teams are bad matchups. It, football doesn't matter when you know, especially when you're inside your division. And like a lot of people say, like, oh, well, it's a division game. Throw the records out because this is going to be close. And yes, the Bucks divisional games, besides the ones versus the Saints, haven't really been close. Right? They they blew out Carolina. They blew out Atlanta essentially two times, even though the week two was closer than it seemed um but you know it's it's just the divisional games man and you never know what divisional games dallas still plays philly that's a divisional game like that 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 could be a tough one it's in philly you know that's a that's a tough road game there so um you never really know and like i said there's still paths to the books but really Bucks fans shouldn't really be thinking about what Dallas does. All, all eyes should be on the Bucks taking care of their business against two bad football teams coming up. And then the Rams losing either to the Ravens or 49ers, because at the end of the day, Dallas can win both of those games by 40. And as long as the Rams lose one and the Bucks win two, it does not matter what Dallas does because um, the Bucks own the head to head tiebreaker. So it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's kind of weird how those head-to-head rules come in, whether it's a three-way tie or just a straight-up tie between two teams. Like, you know, the factors that come into play there can get a little confusing sometimes, but it is what it is. Let's hope for the best regarding uh, some of these big-time matchups, especially division matchups down the stretch that can help determine the Buccaneers' playoff seeding order. Let's talk about some other Bucks news that came out this week as we kind of start to wrap things up. I know it's been a brief mailbag show, but... We just have so well, much well, content real quick. Going I mean, out. We, we can, yeah. I, thanks for the support on the videos, really fast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the videos have been doing great. Uh, if you guys like them, let us know. If you guys have any any type of opinions about them, we, you know, we're always down for constructive criticism or whatever. Like, just let us know if you guys like them. What type of videos you guys want to see? Um, you know, we're, we're planning some different stuff for the off season. Um, so you know, we'll. we'll We'll have more coming out. We'll have one tomorrow, I believe, um, talking about some possible defensive coordinator replacements for the Buccaneers because now just a really quick, you know, the, with the Jaguars interviewing or requesting to interview Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. We put out the offensive coordinators one the other day. Tomorrow, Thursday, will be a defensive coordinator, so be sure to, to check that one out. We also talked about the 2022 opponents being revealed. So not the schedule, but just the opponents uh, being revealed. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot for the support on those videos. Yeah, I truly do appreciate it. If you guys are listening on the podcast feed right now, if you want some more Cannon Fire content, go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Cannon Fire Podcast, uh, where we have made it our mission to bring you every day uploads. So you can expect something yes. every day, if not, you know, every other day. Yes. Um, the, 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 really those videos to... are, are YouTube exclusive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we've said it for a while now. We've said it for almost two years. YouTube is the best way to experience the show. And uh, hopefully with this extra content coming at you, it really does determine that YouTube is the best way to experience the show. Not to deter you at all from listening to us on podcast sources, no. because we love you very much. It's just if you love us back and and you like our content, well, there's even more of it over here on YouTube. So, uh, you know, go run wild. I don't know. 
<laughs> thank you guys so much for your support we truly do appreciate it it's been a great 2021 this is not our final podcast of the year we're going to be doing that one friday and um i won't say too much but it, it should be a good time it's it'll be a it'll be a special yeah. one, i i, I yeah. think it, it, i think it'll it, be i think it'll be less it so- of a is it is it more of a celebration or is it more of a preview show? I'm yeah, not really sure. You know, it could be both. I'm I'm thinking mm. it'll be less of a preview show. Yeah. Than it will be us just kind of hanging out, talking some football, shooting. Rhett will be Rhett will be in a little bit of a different setting. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a different podcast set up. I'll be working with what I have, but you guys you'll understand. Yeah. Hey, listen, let's not say too much. No, no, uh, no. For no, the no. People, just like just like Spider Man, we're not spoiling. Yeah, it. we're not spoiling it for the people who know like they know right it, the, those who are in the know you you know what's going on wink wink but those who don't it's okay you'll find out on friday uh let's go ahead and wrap this up with some more buccaneers news and this has to do with the coordinators that we had just mentioned offensive and defensive coordinator byron leftwich and todd bowles the nfl updated their rules regarding teams interviewing for head coaching vacancies and it now allows them to reach out and request interviews with these guys in the last two weeks of the regular season. So these stories have really started to pick up. And uh, one of the first major ones we are hearing is that the Jaguars reached out to the Bucks and requested permission to interview Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles for their head coaching position. They also reached out to a bunch of other guys across the yeah. league. I think Dan Quinn was one of them as well. So there's a lot of guys on their list, but uh, both of the Buccaneers coordinators are um, – I guess hot commodities over there in Jacksonville. Yeah, and I mean it's it's to be expected, right? I think this, these won't be the only interviews that they're getting um, once the season ends, and you know, you're looking at potential openings in Chicago. Uh, you know, there's going to be an opening in Vegas, which Todd Bowles has already been linked to. There's been no interview set up, but Todd Bowles has been linked to to the Raiders. Um, like I said, Chicago, maybe Houston, right? Um, possibly a guy, me a team like Minnesota. Um, you know, there, there could be some dark horses out there that could have some openings. So, um, yeah, I don't think that these will be the only interviews that these guys are getting. And, and rightfully so. I mean, despite the, the criticism that they receive that just aren't very warranted, um, you know, it's 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 a sign that they are actually good. Like it's it, like they're good coaches. Um, Who would have thought? Right. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean. Man, the, the Bucks are 11 and four. Their coaching staff just sucks. Um, I, I can guarantee you, folks, if the coaching staff was as bad as some fans claim, they would not be 11 and four right now. Okay. I understand the talent on this team is a lot, but coaching does have something to do with that 11 and four record. Do they have a winning record? Maybe, but they don't have 11 wins right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good for those guys. Obviously, Jacksonville can only hire one. We'll see. You know, Byron Leftwich has a lot of connections to the Jaguars. Todd Bowles, obviously not as much, but Todd Bowles has that head coaching experience with him. Byron Leftwich doesn't, right? Todd Bowles has been a head coach in this league before. Um, whether it was successful or not, like, doesn't really matter. He's had the experience. So same with Dan Quinn being interviewed. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys are in a si- similar spot because they're almost in the exact same spot as the Bucks because the Jaguars are interviewing Kellen Moore, who's the former quarterback, the hot and upcoming offensive coordinator. They are also interviewing Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator who used to be a head coach. Um, so the, the Bucks and Cowboys are really in, in the same spot there. And um, yeah, I, you know, I wish them the best and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, though, if, if they do, one of them leaves, both of them leaves, we do have videos, uh, offensive coordinators, 
potentially, I mean, they, you know, we, I put a, together a list of three. Doesn't mean it's just those three. Like it, it could be somebody completely not on the list or completely not on the radar. Uh, but we also will have defensive coordinators coming out then. And um, yeah, I mean, I think both those guys deserve it. I mean, Byron Leftwich didn't even get an interview last year, which is which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, Todd Bowles got a few interviews, didn't land a job. Uh, I, I do. I don't know. I don't think the Bucks lose both of them. Uh, just, just like gut feeling. I don't think they lose both of them. I think they lose one of them. I don't think they lose both. And I think Byron left, which is probably the more likely one to go. If, if I had to guess, uh, I was just going to follow it up and say, I think you and I can probably both agree here that Byron does seem a little bit more of a realistic option for some of these teams, just because he doesn't have that head coach experience, right? A lot of people yeah. who are bringing in Todd Bowles for a head coach position, Obviously, you're going to look at relative experience and relative experience shows you what he did with the New York Jets. And they had their highs and lows, but there were a lot more lows than highs last time Todd Bowles with a head coach. And, and that's why I think Byron is the, you know, the guy who probably does end up parting ways with Tampa Bay this season. But this is mostly me speaking from the viewpoint of a lot of fans who feel this way. I don't entirely feel this way, but I do think it is a valid opinion. Now, I also don't think these coaches are going to sit there and think about this because when they're looking at jobs, you know, they're looking at opportunities for themselves. They're looking at the money. They're looking at the contract presented, how they can provide for their family. They're probably looking at the benefits they get, not to say that one head coach gets better health benefits than another, but I'm sure there are certain things that factor, right? Every organization has their perks, I'm sure. But it's also up to these coaches to decide, you know, what kind of career they want to have. Like, I, I mean, if you want to go take the job in Jacksonville, that's totally fine. Do it. But just think about the team that you're leaving behind. Yeah. I, you know, think about the team that you're going to take over a rookie quarterback. Like, well, you know, it wouldn't be a rookie anymore, but a second year quarterback. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, so here, here's the thing though, right? I mean, if you got, if you were a secondary manager at a job, and you got offered from another job to be the head honcho for three uh, times most, the pay. Yeah, most people you're in charge. Like you are the guy. Most people are going to take it. So, and especially in the NFL, there's only everybody says, "Well, why would you want to coach that team?" There's only 32 of these things. It's not like there's hundreds of them. Like like a normal job, there's you know thousands and thousands of jobs out there. Um, and but, even if it's a terrible football team. Even yeah, if it the, is the Jacksonville Jaguars, 30, there's one of 32. The fact of the matter is there is a front office that believes in you enough to be that guy who is in charge of everything. And yeah, yeah that is a big deal for some of these guys who have been career long coordinators. Yeah. And I mean, do you know how much like work, like sometimes a, a coordinator will put in more work than a, you know, than a, a head coach sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, um, huh? yeah sometimes no i'm just i was, um, I was just kind of you know poking at our coaching staff because a lot of people make the assumption no, that bruce arians just, just doesn't does do like, anything the guy yeah. skips meetings yeah it's wrong he's just drinking in his office all day yeah so wrong whatever <laughs> stupid um yeah but i i mean you know a lot of those guys have paid their dues bruce arians was a, a coordinator for how long before he got that head coaching job so um and he kind of only yeah, got that head coaching job because of you know trial by fire with the colts and the chuck pagano yeah, situation right, right. If, if chuck pagano never i mean you know it's horrible to say but if, if he never gets cancer 
you know, does Bruce Arians ever get an opportunity? Probably not. Like, honestly, probably not. And he's, if he doesn't get that opportunity, then he's not the head coach of the Cardinals. Then that means he's probably not the head coach of the Bucks. Like, yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't get that opportunity. So, um, yeah, to, to land one of those opportunities is special for those guys. And, you know, I, I don't fault them for taking it. Like I said, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a long list. They have a lot of names that make sense. Doug Peterson's on that list. He would make a lot of sense. Jim Caldwell's on that list. He would make a lot of sense. But it feels like Byron Leftwich with his connections. And, you know, I think James, we talked about it yesterday, and James brought up the Jaguars need a good PR move. Uh, you know, after the whole Urban Meyer thing, what better PR move what? than – Hiring a guy who used to play for you was a first round pick and now has won a Super Bowl and was able to come over and, and write the ship. What do you mean? Tim Tebow wasn't a good PR move? Tim Tebow Tim Tebow was come a great on. PR move. Come on, that, put butts, that put butts in seats. You know how many jerseys that sold for a guy who was on well, the yeah. team for like three weeks? That was that was the only good PR move they actually did. That was the only good one. How many people up in Duval do you think bought season tickets this year because they full on expected Tim Tebow to be on the team? Yeah, probably a lot. All those poor middle-aged Christian moms. I wonder who has, like, you know, does anybody listen to this? Do you have a team, uh, Tim Tebow, Jacksonville Jaguars jersey right now? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's something. Because I I know that, you know, Tebow signing. It was like like it transcended what team you rooted for. If you were a Tim Tebow fan in a past life, chances are you were going to NFLshop.com to wait four months for – fanatics to send out your tim tebow jersey that's the worst like, part too is that people probably ordered his jersey and by the time it showed up at their house he wasn't even on the team. team yep yep um and then it's it's like you know like lebron james's people like lebron james fans they follow him from team to team lebron james tim tebow basically the same thing basically the same thing how about those how about those lebron fans that got the uh what was he wearing 23 when he first got to la and then he changed it to six yeah. And he's been garbage wearing six cents. I mean, he's still good, but the Lakers aren't he's, that yeah. great. No, Lakers suck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's enough <laughs> generic athlete talk. <laughs> I think I think that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Midweek Mailbag right here on the Cantafire Podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag. Thank you guys so much for checking out the show, hanging out with us live over on YouTube. In the chat, Mr. Bucks Nation, the moderator, Willie Beeman, holding it down, Tony Saylor, TV12 Goatman, Emily Compa, Pat McGroin, and anybody else that I may have missed. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Sorry it was a shorter show, but, you know, that's, that's just kind of the nature of the conversations we're having this week. I mean, really, we'll have plenty to talk about after the game this Sunday. We'll have plenty to talk about on Friday, whether it's about football or not. It will be our final podcast of the year. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. It should be a lot of fun. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. Rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. We'll have a new upload for our peeps on YouTube tomorrow, talking about potential defensive coordinator options for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022 if 
Todd Bowles were to skip town. You can also check out our video highlighting some potential offensive coordinators from earlier this week. We'll talk to Real you quick, Friday. Go ahead. Go rip, ahead. Rip, go ahead. rip John Madden. Rip John yeah, Madden. Yeah, rest in um, peace, John Madden. How about that? I yeah, can't believe we forgot to mention that. Yeah, pioneer and, and just somebody who every generation of football fan knows who John Madden is. So rest in peace. Um, yeah, cr- crazy. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, yeah, just like you said, every single generation of fan knows who John Madden is. Whether you knew him as a coach for the Raiders back in the day, whether you knew him as a sportscaster, the first sportscaster, by the way, to work for all four major networks. Just the man was a legend. He was a trailblazer. He was a pioneer. He was the human embodiment of football, and uh, he will be dearly missed. Thank you guys once again for listening to this episode of the Cannon Fire podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys on Friday for our final podcast of the year. Until then, and as always, go Bucks! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.